What's up with you today, word nerd? How is everybody doing? Um, let's see. It is, uh, what is today? October 5th, 6.36 a.m. Getting an early start because I got a lot of work to do today. And my back really hurts. My lower back has been really bugging me for the last couple of weeks. And I hope it doesn't affect this recording whatsoever. But we'll see. Hopefully I don't have to bend over while I'm doing this recording. Okay, the first word in this episode is employment agency, which is two words, noun from 1888, an agency whose business, is it your business? It's not your business. An agency whose business is to find jobs for people seeking them or to find people to fill jobs that are open. To find jobs for people who are seeking them. There are people who are seeking jobs, and there are jobs. So they're going to find people who want those jobs or just need a job. And so they're going to say, hey, here's a job. Well, it's not the job I want, but it's a job, and maybe you should take the job. Don't be so picky. Uh, let's see. Or if they're like, hey, I know about a job that's open. Uh, so the people come to them, and they say, hey, I want this job. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. I'm an employment agency, so I'm going to go out and find you that job. Or an employer says, I have a job to fill, employment agency. Can you please fill that job? Can you find a person to fill that job for me? And they say, yes, I will find that person. They're like a matchmaker for people and jobs. 1888. I wonder, what was the first employment agency? What were the jobs that people were looking for in 1888? What sort of clothes were they wearing when they went on their interviews? Okay, the sound effect today will be... The next word is empoison. It's the word poison with E-M at the beginning. This is a transitive verb from the 14th century. One is archaic and the synonym is poison. And because this is a transitive verb, that would be the transitive verb of poison, which means you are poisoning somebody. And I guess they used to say empoison. The witch, was she a witch or a queen? The evil queen in uh, Sleeping Beauty. Was it Sleeping Beauty or Seven Snow White? I don't even remember which one it was. They all have evil witch queeny ladies. Uh, she empoisoned the apple. And that's how people used to say things. Number two for empoison is embitter, E-M, and then the word bitter, as in a look of empoisoned acceptance. And that is a quote from Saul Bellow. And uh, I feel like we should just, well, only one page back, embitter. Uh, let's see, what does embitter say? Here we go. To make bitter, or this probably this one, to excite bitter feelings in. Uh, to excite bitter feelings in. So if you are, uh, a look of empoisoned acceptance means that you could replace it with a look of embittered acceptance, which means that you have bitter feelings about your acceptance. You are accepting something, but you feel bitter about it, and you're, you're kind of poisoned about the whole situation, M emotionally, mentally, metaphorically. Hmm, okay. I wonder... Saul Bella, what was Saul talking about and what was this context? Empoisonment 
is a noun. That is not a mint I want to eat. No, of course it's spelled M-E-N-T. I love to make the mint jokes. Okay, this uh, it's just from the word poison. You know, you know that one. Now, there is the French word... Uh, I don't know if it's spelled differently. Poisson? Isn't that fish? Is that the same word? Do we need to do a... Let's do a quick little check on the Google Translate. Um, let's see. Let's do French to English, and we're going to type in just the word poison and see as if it's the same thing. Huh. Let's see. P-O-I-S-O-N. Nope. It's, it's poison. It just means poison. Um, but if we go, how did Ukrainian? No, I don't want Ukrainian. What the, what happened? Anyway, let's skip that. Let's move on to the word emporium. A very fun word, I think. Noun from 1586, 1A, a place of trade. This is where the trading happens, especially a commercial center. Where all of the businesses, I think all the cities, they got something like this. Where there's a whole bunch of businesses all together. And it's an emporium. It's a fun emporium. 1B. A retail outlet. As in, a hardware emporium. Also, a pizza emporium. That's the emporium that I want to go to. I want to go to the pizza emporium. The pizza emporium. Ooh, it's it's all all the different kinds of pizza you can get at this retail outlet pizza emporium. Welcome to the pizza emporium. Any topping you want. Any crust you want. Number two, a store carrying many different kinds of merchandise. Just all the different stuff. It's an emporium. It sounds like a fun place. Let's talk about the etymology for emporium. Because I am fascinated. Okay, this is from the Greek word imporos, which means traveler or trader. That's T-R-A-D-E-R. They're trading things. I think that's a better system anyway. Uh, Which is from M or N plus poros, which means passage. So the traveler is going along a passageway to get from one place to another place. Um, It also means journey. Yep, they're going on a journey following the passage. And there's more at the word fare, F-A-R-E. So they might need to pay a fare to go on a boat or a train to go to the journey. And then they go to a place and they trade some stuff. So the Emporium is where all the people would come, all the travelers, the people who live there, and they can they can trade their goods and their wares and their, their cells. Uh, yeah, it's a fun place. That movie, what was that movie? The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. That was not an emporium. That was an Imaginarium. I think that's a little bit of a different concept. Emporium. I want to go to an emporium. <sighs> the next word is empower. Transitive verb from 1648. One. I don't know if you can see it, but there's a, some one little hair that's poking me in the lip, and I I don't think we can see it, but boy, that's irritating. Okay, number one for empower. To give official authority or legal power to. To give official authority to or to give legal power to. You're giving the power to somebody or something to then be able to have control over whatever. They can, they can make decisions, and because they have the legal power... 
the official authority to do a thing, they have been empowered. As in, empowered her attorney to act on her behalf. She, she trusts her attorney to go and make all the good decisions for her because they know the law better than a normal human being. Number two, this is the number 1A definition for the word enable, enabling somebody to do something. Um, that There's probably a couple of definitions there. Um, enable, I'm, I'm making you able to do a thing, enabling, empowering. It's funny how the E-M and E-N prefix can sort of be interchangeable, and sometimes even just the first letter E and I can be interchangeable. It's very strange how that happened, but I think it also, I think it has to do with sort of what's the next letter that comes. Uh, you In power seems maybe harder to say than empower, I'm not sure. But uh, I think, yeah, that what's that third letter? And that might determine what the second letter is, an N or an M. Okay, number three for empower. To promote the self-actualization or influence of, as in, women's movement has been inspiring and empowering women. And that is a quote from Ron Hansen. The women's movement has been inspiring and empowering. It has been giving women more power to do things. There are issues with the women's movement. I think people say that, well, now they, women are expected to have a job and take care of the house. They can't do two jobs. This is ridiculous. Um, but in general, yes, it's empowering women in various ways and inspiring them to say, wait a minute, I can have a an important seat in politics, or I can go do that thing that previously was done by men, or I can do all these things, and of course I can, because I want to, and I'm not going to not do something just because I'm a woman. I'm going to do this thing because I'm a human being. So it's empowering. It's giving people the self-actualization to see the power within them. That's empower. It's a good word. Empowerment is a noun. Wouldn't it be great wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if we could eat a mint and you would feel really powerful? <laughs> the syllables just don't don't work so good. Okay, next. Puh. The next word is impress. Now, this is this is impress actually, not impress. So there is a difference there, but it, does it mean the same thing? Let's find out. Impress. Noun from the 12th century. And no, this is not the same thing as impress. When you want to impress somebody, you do a little dance. Ooh, look, I'm so impressive. No, this is empress. Totally different. This is number one. The wife or widow of an emperor. And of course, these are the old genderized words. We're, we're traveling in a new direction, I think. Uh, but if they were married to an emperor, they would be the empress. Number two. A woman who is the sovereign or supreme monarch of an empire. So they don't have to just be married to the emperor. She can be, she has been empowered to be the empress. She has control over everything and authority. And, uh, yep, it's just, it's just from the word that means emperor. Emperor. Empress. <sighs> Next is... En no, 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 no. I added a syllable. En presmon. En 
Yeah, on presmon. But it does have the M there in the second letter. It is spelled E-M-P-R-E-S-S-E-M-E-N-T. En presmon. It's a French word, of course. It is a noun from 1709, and it means demonstrative worth, warmth, or cordiality. Demonstrative warmth or cordiality. So this is the process, the act of demonstrating how cordial you are, how warm you are, how welcoming. You say, come in, stranger. Let me give you a cup of tea and a warm loaf of bread. Sit by my fire. I am. I have so much en presmon. Uh, this word is French, and it means to hurry. Hurry, hurry, hurry. It's also from on plus presser, which means to press. I don't know. I don't know how this became uh, warmth and cordiality, hurrying, pressing. I, I don't know, but that's what it means. Next is emprise. Emprise. Uh, it is spelled with an S, not a Z, even though it sounds like it's a Z. Emprise. Noun from the 13th century. An adventurous, daring, or chivalric enterprise. Or would you say chivalric? It's all about chivalry. An adventurous, daring, or chivalric enterprise. Um, like, let's let's go on an adventure. Let's have an emprise? This is a noun. Yes, I think you would. this is something that you would go do. An enterprise. Um, an adventure, a, a job, a business. Uh, that's enterprise tends to mean that, but... Not necessarily, just a thing. Let's what what are we gonna do? Let's go do this thing. Let's have an emprise. I've never heard of this word. Uh, it is Middle English, and it means undertaking. Like we're, we're we're taking on. It's a big undertaking to do this thing. This this um this podcast would definitely be an emprise because it is an undertaking. Uh, it is adventurous and daring. I am daring you to listen and watch this. I don't know how chivalrous or chivalric it is. Um, let's see. From Anglo-French, emprendre, empendre, which means to undertake. Uh, from the Latin, prehendere, which means to seize. Like, maybe seize the day. Let's seize the day. Let's have an emprise. Every day, have an emprise. Give yourself a little emprise every day. Uh, there's more at the word get. Get it. Take it. Um, let's see, get it, uh, we are going to get, get the prize, seize, seize it, and get it. Get it. Yeah, and prize. Um, I would think that just the word prize comes from this as well, but maybe not. I could be wrong. <sighs> okay, we are on our last word now. We got three forms. Here's the first word, form of the word empty, and this first one's the longest. Uh, it is an adjective from before the 12th century. 1A. Containing nothing. That's it. it. Contains nothing. My brain is empty. As in empty shelves. Oh, and there was that song in uh, Les Mis. Empty chairs and empty tables. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da. 1B. Not occupied or inhabited. As in an empty building. We have been seeing a lot of this 
since the pandemic because uh, so many people now were like, whoa, I can work from home. I don't need to come into the office. I can do my job better if I work from home. I'm more productive. I'm happier. I'm saving time. I'm saving money. Don't make me go into the office. And so there's a whole bunch of uh, fully empty or partially empty buildings. And the businesses are like, we spent a lot of money on this this building. And uh, we need to figure out what to do with it. 1C. This synonym is unfrequented. Unfrequented. So um, what is this? Maybe like a bar or a restaurant it does not get a lot of business. And so it is unfrequented. People are not frequenting the business. And it's empty. It's empty. You go to a bar at 11 a.m. and it's probably going to be pretty empty. 1D. Ooh, this is interesting. Uh, not pregnant. Not pregnant. You're empty. You have nothing inside. You have no baby in the bun. No loaf cooking. Uh, you are empty. This, though, the example is a very specific situation. Uh, empty heifer. We're talking about a cow here. The cow has no baby inside of it, so it's empty. This must be, uh, you know, dairy farmers and uh, those those types of people, they probably use this very, fairly often. I got an empty heifer over there. She ain't pregnant. I don't know what's going on. She's, she's empty. That heifer's empty. We need to fill her up. Fill her up. 1E, the synonym is the 4A definition for the word null. N-U-L-L. That just means nothing. Empty. Zero. Zilch. Nada. As in, the empty set. This is usually math, I think. They'll say null in math a lot. Empty. That set has nothing. 2A. Lacking reality, substance, meaning, or value. The synonym is hollow. It's like a tree can be hollow inside. Uh... And it hasn't, it's not. Now, but in this context, well, let's read the example. An empty pleasure. Okay, so yeah, we're not really talking about a literal thing. This pleasure is empty. It has no reality. It has no substance, uh, a mental substance, because it's not a physical thing anyway. Um, emotional substance, no meaning to it, um, or value. That's, there's a lot of things. And it's just, you just feel hollow after that thing it's just like what's the point it maybe felt good in the moment an empty pleasure but in reality there's no there's no substance to it we need substance in our life we need what do we need we need reality substance meaning or value that's what we need none of this emptiness to be destitute of effect or force as in an empty threat destitute of effect or force there is none that's just what destitute means there's no effect or force i'm gonna sock you one but no i'm not going to so that's an empty threat i'm i don't i don't like the violence so it's that's an empty threat unless you really piss me off to see devoid of sense s-e-n-s-e the synonym is foolish it would be very silly it would be very foolish to to uh, to threaten you with a punch in the face. Uh, there's no sense in that. It's empty. I'm trying to think of there's there's got to be a better example. Devoid of sense and fool. It's just silliness and don't do it. No, there's no sense in that thing. 
But how do you use that one in context? Empty, it's empty, empty. That's an empty thing. I don't know. Number three, the synonym is hungry. I don't know if I've ever heard of empty used to describe hunger, but it makes sense because you got no food in you. I got no food in me. It's it's in the morning and I ate last night and I woke up. And I was like, I'm feeling pretty hungry. I'm feeling empty. Oh, I'm so empty inside. I need some food. I'm going to have these apples, these little, little baby apples. Okay, number four, A, the synonym is idle, I-D-L-E, as in empty hours. Idle hours, empty hours, we're just sitting, waiting, not doing anything. We're idling away. Empty hours. The hours are filled with emptiness. They're not filled with anything of substance or value or meaning. For B, having no purpose or result, the synonym is useless. That's how I feel sometimes. Don't we all? We all do sometimes. We feel empty. Five, marked by the absence of human life, activity, or comfort, as in an empty silence. There's no humans here right now. Emptily. Emptily is an adverb. You're doing something in an empty way. Emptily. That action has no pleasure, so it was an uh, that action was done emptily. Emptiness is a noun. The etymology says this is from the Old English imetig. Not sure how to say that. Uh, that means unoccupied unoccupied, uh, from imeta, which means leisure or leisure. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, leisure, so if you're just hanging out, just having fun, you're not doing anything, you're very leisurely, uh, then I guess that's empty, because what, what are we trying to say? Are they saying that leisure activities are empty inside? They have no purpose? I don't know about that. Okay, that word imeta is from the I prefix, which is A-E, uh, which means without, and meta, M-E-T-T-A. Um, now, it doesn't say what that means, but it says it's probably akin to motan, which means to have to. To have to. I have to do something. To have to. And then you put without at the beginning, and that means leisure or leisure? Without? Without have to. I have to without. <laughs> I don't know. There's more at the word must. M-U-S-T. I must do this thing. Hmm. Interesting how that became empty. Hmm. Okay. Now we're going to talk about some synonym information. Empty, vacant, blank, void, and vacuous mean lacking contents which could or should be present. There should be some things here, but they're not. Uh, or there could be some things here, but they're not. Empty suggests a complete absence of contents, as in an empty bucket. There's a hole in the bucket, and it's an empty bucket. Vacant suggests an absence of appropriate contents or occupants, as in a vacant apartment. So empty just means it's a thing and it's got no stuff in it. But vacant means there are things that should be in it, and that they are not in it. Blank stresses 
priet contents or occupants. Occupants. The word priet, P-R-I-A-T-E. It could be priate. I'm not sure of this word. Should we go look it up in the dictionary? Nah, that's fine. So uh, blank stresses. Oh God, <laughs> I really screwed that one up. This is this is not. The, ignore the whole priet thing. That was the the second part of the word appropriate. I skipped the line, or I redid the line. Let's read this one again, you silly Spencer. Blank stresses the absence of any significant relieving or intelligible features on a surface, as in a blank wall. There's nothing there, nothing of significance relieving. Relieving or intelligible features. Okay, blank wall, a blank canvas. Ooh, the possibilities are endless. Void suggests absolute emptiness as far as the mind or senses can determine, as in a statement void of meaning. Now, this is different than the noun void, which is a thing that has nothing. You know, it's an empty void, uh, a portal, possibly. Uh, but no, we're talking about the adjective. Something is described. And statement, void of meaning. It has no meaning that uh, absolute emptiness as far as the mind or sense can determine. Hmm. Okay. Vacuous, V-A-C-U-O-U-S. Ooh, I don't know if you can hear, but... I'm empty, and my stomach is growling, and my stomach is saying, I'm empty. Fill me up. Okay, vacuous suggests the emptiness of a vacuum, and especially the lack of intelligence or significance, as in a vacuous facial expression. That's a vacuous facial expression. Now, the word vacuum might be confusing to some people, we are not talking about the home appliance vacuum that sucks stuff up because that thing is rarely empty. There's almost always something inside of it. Um, we're talking about a vacuum, a space where there is, well, literally space, right, is a vacuum. There's no air. There's no, there's no nothing. There's no, there's no atmosphere. Um, and so that's what we're talking about. It suggests the emptiness of a vacuum, like the vacuum of space. Or I just saw a video recently where there's a big old room that they can seal off and they can suck out all the air and everything in it to show that a bowling ball and a feather will fall at the same speed in a vacuum. Otherwise, it's got air and then the feather just floats down like this and the bowling ball goes boom. Uh, so that's vacuous. In addition, there's another synonym mentioned and it's the word vain, V-A-I-N. Like, you're so vain, you probably think this song is about you. That vain? Hmm. Okay. Well, anything else to say about empty? I don't think so. I think we covered everything. <sighs> the second form of empty is a verb from 1548, starting with transitive, 1A, to make empty. Also, remove the contents of... As in, empty a purse. Empty a, empty a purse. I'm taking your purse. I'm taking all the stuff. And, no, I just want the purse. You keep everything. I just want that fancy purse. 1B. The synonyms are deprive and divest. As in, a phrase emptied of all meaning. 
Maybe we've said this phrase so many times we just lost all meaning. We have deprived it of its meaning, divested. We haven't invested meaning into it. We've divested. We've taken all of it out. Hmm. What's a phrase? Oh, yeah, there's there's definitely words uh, that get used a lot, maybe in uh, the, in the media and other places. And um, it was like, it doesn't even mean anything anymore. I know that there are some good examples, and I just can't think of one right now. Maybe later. 1C, to discharge of contents. And itself is the thing that is discharging the contents. To discharge itself of contents. Uh, there's no example or, or put this in context. Um, but I guess, you know, if you are discharging your contents, maybe you're going to the bathroom and you, you dis- that would be a great way. I have to empty, empty my bowels, empty my bladder. We, we say that. You, you got to discharge your contents. Or maybe your stomach. Empty your stomach because you got, you got a bug. You're sick. You got something. You, you ingested something bad. You got to empty it out through the mouth and maybe through the nose too which is the worst uh anything else emptying its contents a purse can't empty its own contents it it can't empty itself uh that would be intransitive i think um where are we one d yes to fire until empty and we're talking about a repeating firearm uh so you're shooting you're shooting a gun over and over and over until all the bullets are out of it, and now it's empty. You've emptied the gun. Two, to remove from what holds or encloses. To remove from what holds or encloses. Uh, a, a closet? You, you and It closes? A closet holds things, and then you remove all the stuff out of it? This is a very generic definition, I think. You're just emptying the thing that can hold s- stuff. Now we have intransitive, number one, to become empty, as in the theater emptied quickly. All the people walked out fast. They were, uh, they didn't like the show, so they just left. Oh my God, the theater, it emptied itself. Uh, Number two, to discharge contents, as in the river empties into the ocean. The river is finished. It's done with all of its contents, which is mostly probably water. And it says, I'm done here, ocean. You can have my water. I'm going to get some more from that mountain over there. (sighs) The last word, officially, is the third form of the word empty. Noun from 1865. Um, So the first one was an adjective. The second one was the verb. Here we go with the noun. The plural is empties. Something that is empty. And the example would be a bottle or a can. Um, something that is empty is called an empty. Uh, throw your empties out into the recycling bin. Take all those cans. You guys have been drinking beer in the garage all day. Make sure to put your empties in the recycling bin. Maybe you got one of those smashers, can smashers, or you just got your feet. Smash them, smash them and toss them. That's what I say. Um, I, I have a water bottle over there. Uh, it starts off empty every morning, and I will fill it up. I got an empty, and my empty is right there, and I'm going to fill up the water in it soon. Okay, let's pick a word of the episode. Spencer is going to pick a word of the episode. We had employment agency, 
Empoison, Emporium, Empower, Empress, Empressant, no, Empressement, Emprise, Empty, Empty, Empty. I am going to pick Empower as the word of the episode because I think that it is a good thing to do. And let's make up a song that is better than all of the other songs. Not better than all of them, just better than most of them. It's time to empower the people. We're gonna empower the people. That's it. That's fine. That's real good. Real good, Spencer. Good job. Okay, I am going to talk about a movie that I watch next. What's the next movie on the list? Uh, ooh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, yes. Uh, had not seen this one for many years. Uh, I probably saw it a good, at least two or three times right around when it came out. And for, you know, I always considered this like in my top tier at that age. I was around 20 years old when it came out. So, you know, at that time there was like Fight Club and Matrix and Memento and Eternal Sunshine. And these were all like real big movies in my life at that time. And uh, re-watching it, it was, it was no... No worse than it was. It was like it just it was like renewed my love of just everything. Michelle Gondry was the director, and Charlie Kaufman was the writer, and just the combination of those two brains I love so much, um, and uh, creativity on both sides. And if you've never seen it, you got to see it. And it's it's like it's beautiful and sad and fun and funny and 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 weird and heart wrenching and. Uh, you just it's just it's just a really creative movie and a lot of it was uh practical effects you know there's a lot of like cgi stuff too but there was a lot of practical effects and uh it's just so good and it's about just about relationships and all that stuff so that's that's the movie today eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and i think it's from a it's a literary quote and i don't know Mm, I don't know the context. I don't know who wrote it or anything about that, but it's they mention it somewhere in there, and I should probably read it. Okay, this is the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening and watching, and make sure to subscribe so you get all of my new videos, which right now is mostly dictionary videos, but maybe someday there will be more. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.